Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to this admittedly late Sunday special. I apologize for that. Today we're talking about a really interesting article because it comes from Hot Rod. I was about to say Road Track, but no, Hot Rod. And it talks about the new Charger wide-body Daytona versus the old one. And I've actually kind of wondered this myself, just how different are they? Because obviously the modern char- the modern Charger is kind of nothing like the old one. I mean, four-doors, family sedan, doesn't have retro styling. The Challenger is way closer to its original counterpart than the Charger is. Though, to be fair, the Charger has changed its design and kind of changed what it was over the years. I think in the 19th... In the late 1970s, I think after 75, it became more of a luxury model as the V8, as the classic, iconic American V8 got strained by the oil crisis in the same decade. But I digress. Let's figure out just how, or let's read to see just how different the 2020 Charger Daytona is compared to the original 1969 Charger Daytona. The 2020 Dodge Charger Daytona 50th Anniversary Edition is a marketing stat by the folks at FCA that capitalizes on the lunacy that was the original 69 Daytona. As an homage to the original car, only 501 of these 717 horsepower beasties will be produced, a number that is supposed to mirror the 1969 production numbers. I miss having automotive heroes, those cars and trucks that, after flipping through the pages of the old buff books, would capture my imagination. Back then, I knew every option and engine code on every vehicle from nearly every manufacturer. Yet now, with the deluge of information we get via social media, I don't commit as much to memory anymore. Today's automotive culture is changing at a rate that's faster than any modern-day vehicle, and while some OEMs are infusing as much technology as they can into their new models to lure buyers, others, like Dodge, are still continuing on excessive power numbers and a bit of nostalgia to carry them through the next few years. As some of you know, I'm a fan of the 1969 Dodge Charger Daytona, so much so that back in 2007, we built a clone of a, of a 1969 Charger SE. From a body perspective, it was made to exact 1969 specifications, down to the nose cone, flush rear window, and the trunk braces that help secure the massive rear wing. And yes, you can stand on it. I didn't know that actually, that's quite interesting. However, that's where the similarities end. With custom one-off wheels, brakes lifted from a third-gen Viper, a 5-speed manual transmission, and a 471-cubic-inch stroker with Holly EFI under the hood, the car is now more pro-touring than stock. Once complete, we proceeded, the cr- no, we proceeded to crisscross the United States multiple times, run it in rallies, drag races, and even hit the occasional track day. To date, I've racked up to close to 50,000 miles on the old boy with no plans of slowing down. If you stop and think about it, the original Daytona is what a race car might look like if a 7-year-old designed it today, yet back in 1969, it was cutting edge. Penned by the late John Pointer, an engineer who worked at Chrysler's missile division, yep, Chrysler used to make rockets, the Daytona employed technology never before seen on a race car. The outrageous nose cone and rear wing kept the car planted on the tarmac by forcing clean air up and over the body and thus helping it to achieve speeds of over 200 miles per hour. To the public, the car looked like a spaceship, but to a rocket development engineer, it made perfect sense. And hell, Chrysler didn't care what the darn thing looked like as long as it won races which it famously did. The new 2020 Charger Daytona has never been raced a day in its life, nor was it designed to be. 
Is it fast? God, yes. Does it handle? Absolutely. Will it reach icon status and be collectible? That one is yet to be seen. And to be honest, I don't think it will. What we do know is that the 2020 Dodge Charger Daytona might be the last great muscle car to come out of Detroit. And I say that looking at the vehicle through the eyes of an enthusiast who grew up around carbureted big blocks. The evolutionary process of the Charger has been impressive to watch. Back in 2006, the original Charger SRT8 with its potent 6.1 liter Hemi V8 produced 425 horsepower and 420 pound-feet of torque through a 5-speed automatic transmission. Though a manual option was never offered, much to the chagrin of many enthusiasts, buyers of the new four-door muscle sedan didn't seem to mind. Underneath the wheel arches sat a 245-45-20 series tire up front, with a 255-45-20 series tire in the rear. The brakes consisted of large two-piston, two-piston? Brembo calipers on 14-inch rotors, and from a handling perspective, the old Charger SRT8 would pull 0.87G on the skid pad. It would also hit 60 miles per hour in 5 seconds flat and top out at 165 miles per hour. Average by today's standards, but downright impressive 14 years ago. This 2020 Dodge Charger Daytona is a 50-year throwback to when the original ground-pounding muscle cars of Detroit ruled the streets, and to when cubic inches were more critical than touchscreens. For the Daytona, the designers and engineers took a different approach to the latest trends and went full-on bionic by making it bigger, faster, and stronger than their closest competitor, of which there are none. Each supercharged 6.2 liter Hemi gets a pump, gets a bump in power, not pump, gets a bump in power from 707 to 717 horsepower via a revised powertrain combination, along with a unique rear spoiler, dash plaque, and rear Daytona graphic. The public, or you guys. But Mike, the platform is old! It's been around for 14 years! We want new, new, and new! Folks, get over yourselves with that train of thought, as the Charger is on pace to lead the U.S. large car segment for three years running in 2019 in terms of sales. With 3.5 inches of additional width, the 2020 Charger Daytona Widebody now sports 20 by 11 inch rims that were 305-35 series Pirelli tires at all four corners, and for the first time, electric power steering, or EPS. The changes don't stop there. Underneath that stunning bodywork is a revised version of the SRT tuned Bill Stein 3 mode adaptive damping suspension. The changes consist of stiffer springs, 32% stiffer than pre previous models, larger sway bars, expanding from 32mm to 34mm in the front, and, and from 19mm to 22mm in the rear, along with retuned shocks with revised valving. This translated to improved performance across the board from the narrow bodied car. Handling has gone from 0.94G on the skid pad to 0.96G with, an, with a 0.84 second improvement in mile time, 10.96 from 11.8. Although the top speed on the Hellcat has dropped from 204 to 196 miles per hour, those flares do cause drag, the 0 to 60 time has improved slightly from 3.7 seconds to 3.6 seconds. Massive 15.4 inch two-piece two Front brake rotors with six piston Brembo calipers, that's more like it, and four piston rear calipers have also enhanced this, have also enhanced the 60 to zero stopping distance to 107 feet, an improvement of four feet. Flares aside, there's also a new mail slot style grill to aid with cooling, a redesigned rear spoiler, new fender badges, and beautifully integrated rocker moldings. As of right now, no official performance numbers have, have been listed for the 2020 Daytona, but we expect that 10 extra horsepower won't make much of a difference over the standard wide-body Hellcat. Get the Daytona out on the road and you'll immediately succumb to the fact that driving this car is akin to wearing your favorite jeans. 
There's a familiarity about it that makes you feel at home. Until, that is, you step on the throttle and realize that 717 horsepower and 650 pound-feet of torque means you can tow your home to the next state. It's blisteringly fast, and thanks to the larger wheels, tires, and improved suspension, there's a confidence and a handling balance that didn't exist before. As a whole, the car feels more composed and is far more manageable when driven aggressively. Having said that, it is still a substantial vehicle with a 120.0 inch wheelbase and a curb weight of more than 4,500 pounds. So while the handling is improved, don't go thinking you'll be running down sports cars. That won't happen. The cabin represents an excellent combination of sport and technology, even though some of the materials are dated. The seats have gone mostly unchanged since the original SRT8 debuted back in 2006. Have they though? Have they not? Have they really been unchanged since that long? I disagree. I digress though. Except for the addition of Napa leather surface and updated patterns. Okay, that's fair. They're some of the best in the class and offer great lateral and lumbar support along with heat and ventilation. The leather-wrapped, flat-bottomed steering wheel has excellent hand feel, and the T-handle shifter pays homage to the Dodge and Plymouth cars of the 70s. Uconnect 4C not only handles in-car functions such as navigation, climate, and audio, but it also gives one access. Oh, okay, but it also gives one access to the SRT performance pages, launch control settings, and overall vehicle diagnostics. Here, you can confirm transmission and suspension setup, power output, and steering feel. From a material standpoint, the Charger only scores about midway up the scale. However, in an attempt to add a bit of luxury, 2020 brings with it a new carbon and suede interior package that does bump it up a notch. The automotive world is rapidly changing. Autonomy is coming, as is a lack of privacy, anonymity, and freedom. The 2020 Charger Daytona is still a blunt instrument. It's still raw, powerful, and at times unruly. It doesn't care about traction or stability control, even though it has them, nor does it seek to impress anyone but the individual behind the wheel. It's unapologetic and raw. More importantly, it's still unabashedly a muscle car with no equal. At $74,140, it's not cheap, unless, of course, you consider that the closest competitor costs more than six figures. In my eyes, the original 1969 Dodge Daytona etched its way into the history books because of its achievements on the racetrack, not showroom sales. Aside from its Plymouth Superbird sibling, no other American manufacturer has ever sold anything to the public that was so outlandish, except maybe the mile-killing 840-horsepower 2018 Demon. Who knows, maybe one day that engine will find its way into a Charger, and instead of being a mile-king, we'll see it blitzing the full mile at a rate never before seen by an American production vehicle. While the adult in me can't help but feel fortunate to live in a time where 200 uh, mile power sedans exist, the kid in me is still hoping that one day before the current generation Charger departs, we'll get one last hurrah that will allow it, that will allow it to etch itself into history, just as its great-grandfather did 50 years ago. So there was an interesting question that was posed by the author of the article, and he was asking whether or not this Charger would, would live up, I guess, to the, to the iconic status of the old Charger, would it be immortalized in history books in the same way? And to be honest, I really don't think that it will. Yes, it's more powerful than the standard wide-body Charger, but it is effectively just a graphics package with a little bit more power. And don't get me wrong, I love the graphics, but as the author notes, why was the old Charger so iconic? Why was it immortalized in history books for generations to come because it was the fastest NASCAR car we had seen 
ever it beat everyone 200 miles per hour in 1969 in the 70s that car etched itself into the history books because of how as he says outlandish it was because of how fast it was because of how legendary it was and because of how out there it was as he says it looked like a spaceship it looked totally different from any other car in racing let alone on the market in the american auto market at the very least back in the 60s and well in the late 60s early 70s this Charger is just a graphics package of a car we've had for 14 years, if not a little bit more. And we've had other special edition Chargers before. Personally, my favorite was the 2014 uh, Charger Daytona Special Edition. That was my favorite. This one, I think, looks good, but perhaps it's the nostalgia that makes me feel that this one isn't as legendary as that older one. But I feel that that older Daytona, that 2014 Daytona, had a little bit more presence to it. It was, just a, it was a little more special to me. This one... It just feels like another graphics package, but hey, perhaps that's because we've been seeing a lot of graphic or graphics packages, special edition packages for the Challenger and the Charger until the effect is kind of worn off. I mean, I felt a similar way when Dodge did the Challenger TA and how that wasn't really a TA, not in the way that it should have been. It wasn't as track focused as it needed to be, not, not from my perspective. So I don't think this will etch itself into the history books in the same way that the old Charger did because it, unfortunately, it just doesn't do any of the things the old Chargers did, I mean, except for, except for, well, no, it doesn't even hit 200 miles per hour because of the wide body. If it was a narrow body, then yeah, but it's not even that. It doesn't even reach that speed, so. Not that 196 miles per hour isn't stupid fast, because 196 miles per hour is scary fast, but. Yeah, but what do you guys think? Do you think this Charger will etch itself into the history books? I honestly think that most of you guys are probably going to agree with me on this. It's, it's just a special edition package. It looks great, but... The Charger Daytona, the old Charger Daytona was legendary because of what it did, because of the feats it achieved and how it destroyed the competition. This Charger doesn't do that, unfortunately. So, also I'm with the author that before this current generation Charger leaves, hopefully they do a one last hurrah, and hopefully they do a proper Daytona where it has a bigger wing, it has the Demon Engine in it. That's what we really need. That would be a proper Daytona. But anyway, what do you guys think? Do you like it? Are you kind of lukewarm on it? Let me know. In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed. If you did, please make sure to like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. If you do subscribe, I really do appreciate that. Please make sure you hit the little notification bell, then all notifications, that way you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, hey, no problem. Boot up wherever you get your podcast, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. Don't forget, guys, I have a new Teespring store with some new shirts, which are in the description of this podcast, so go check that out. Anyway, I hope you all had a great day. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode, and I will see you all soon. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.